everyone. Welcome to this episode of the latest thread. Um, we hope you've all had a great week. Um, and we're happy to have Sharon back with us this time. And today we're going to talk about time management. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm a great time manager because I know I'm not. Um, but I think I think it's going to be neat to hear how each of us manages our time um, because we all kind of have different things, you know. You know, everyone has different things that they have to fit into their time besides just quilting. So um, I think we'll get started with whether or not each of us thinks that we're a good time manager. No. And, <laughs> and are you a procrastinator? Would you consider yourself a procrastinator? Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you can delay it till, I don't know, it's due. <laughs> and it's funny because when you procrastinate, it's like you, you think it's this hour and a half worth of work. So you push it off and push it off and push it off. And then when you finally do it, it was like 10 minutes of your time. Yeah, but what if something goes wrong? That's my worry with <laughs> With, with pushing it to the last minute and then something goes wrong and that you don't have enough time. It's like leaving for a party at the last second and not planning for traffic, right? Like what, if, what if something comes up and screws up your plan? Make it work. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm kind of the same. I always think that, oh, I should do it early, you know, because something always does go wrong. And I always say to myself, I'm not going to let that happen again. And yeah, every time. <laughs> well, and for me, um, I consider myself a decent time planner. Um, I am a big list maker and I break down what it is, what it is I have to do. But in regards to procrastination, um, let's say because I quilt for others, it's a quilt that really you know, it's just not my thing, so I procrastinate because I don't want to even start with it. Whereas other projects, I'm working on a class project right now, and I started it Monday, figured out the design, but now in my head there's 20 different ways to present it and to film it. And so I was working on it again this morning, changing my mind again, so I'm with Sharon, you know, whereas I definitely have to allow for time for certain projects for things to go wrong. It's not that they go wrong, but there's always seems to be a, a better way, a different way to approach it. And so I want to present it in the best way I know how. So definitely the deadline, I guess, is next Tuesday. So I allowed myself extra, extra time. So it all depends on what project it is, really, for me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I, I, there might be 15 different ways to do it, but I'm going to commit to that one and just get it done. I may say the whole time, oh, I should have went with option four. No, we're sticking with option one. Get it done. I know a lot of times other people don't even notice. <clears throat> you know, I guess it depends. I mean, if it bugs you the most, but if 
other people don't notice that, hey, she kind of cut a corner over here. Mm -hmm. I cut all the corners. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, so you're not a procrastinator, Sharon? I think I am both. I think I'm both. I don't like to, but I think I do because we, of course, we just naturally have this tendency to do the things that we want to do first and put off the stuff that we, you know, it isn't as fun. Um, <clears throat> so I try to mix it up so that if I have some things that I'm working on that I'm not enjoying so much that I work some little things in there that do give me that little, oh, I finished this and it was gratifying and I finished that and it was gratifying and then you still have something bigger lurking in the background, which is totally okay. But <clears throat> I think that we'd be lying if we all said that we were awesome time management you know, yeah. people, it's, it's hard, especially when you run your own business. If you have somebody else telling you, you work from eight to five or nine to five, and this is your duties today, 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 you get those done. But when you're in control of your own time, it's totally different. You're sometimes, I am all over the place. Sometimes I'll be doing like 10 different things at once and you just get overwhelmed and have to kind of dial it back. So I think that we're probably all a little bit of both. At least I know I am. Do you negotiate? Yeah. <laughs> In what way? Rewards? Rewards? Incentives? This row, you can go have a snack. Or if you finish this quilt, you know, then you can work on your project for two days. You know, I, I, I so. negotiate with myself. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, with us, quilting is 100% of our household income. So the motivation is to pay the bills, probably first. And then, you know, all of the stuff that I really want to work on, the really fun stuff. I mean, it's not that I don't get to enjoy the fun stuff I do for my job, but <clears throat> some of the other fun stuff gets put, it does get put off because mm -hmm. you have priorities, right? So, yeah. 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 And I would say I'm kind of a mix because I'm working on the same project as Ava. So I like to get, like I'm gung-ho in the beginning. And I get, so right now I have all the hard work done. The easy stuff is left, put it all together, whatever. That part I feel like is the easy part. Um, am I doing that? No, because I could probably sit down and do it in 15 minutes. But I'm like, oh, I have a whole nother week still. I don't need to do that just yet. So that's kind of, you know. You know, where I'm different, where that's concerned, if I'm that close, I'm going to finish it, you know, whether the deadline's next week or tomorrow, you know. Well, but it's much easier, though, to be a good time planner in theory, you know, than it is because, like Sharon said, there's things that, you know, maybe we get distracted by or things that come up, you know, that are important to get done at this time. Yeah. But I think it helps me, in theory, to plan everything out, and I do. My calendar has lots of room. I write every day and check things off, you know. And so because when you work from home or you work for yourself, it's very different, you know, to not get caught up by, oh, you know, let's put a load of laundry in or, you know, do some other things, you know. I had to laugh at your calendar comment. I used to write in my calendar, but now I just write on post-its and stick them in my calendar so that I can lift them up and move them to the next day and lift it up. Ah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think distraction is a huge thing, especially if you work inside your house. I know a lot of quilters work out, you know, in another location. Um, and I did that for a little bit, and I didn't like it at all. Like when I had to go, and it's only next door, but I had to go next door to quilt. It was like a thing. Like I have to get ready to go over. In the winter, I'd have to go turn up the heat. It was just needed to be way too planned. Yeah. And, you know, now I can, you know, start dinner. Well, I can fit one more pass of this quilt in. You know, go upstairs, do that, and then come back, eat dinner, and go back. So it's really... A, I think it's a hard thing to balance when you're in your own house and you have, you know. Well, the main thing I think is to know, like Sharon said, what the goals are. You know, in her case, quilting is the family income. So we all have different goals. And I think the main thing is to stay focused on those goals, to not lose perspective, you know, with everything else. And, you know, we do not have, most of us do not have an eight to, you know, five job. So how we split up our day to accomplish the goal is really irrelevant, you know, based on everything else we have going on. So, but that's why we don't work from eight to five, because if we didn't get X, Y, and Z done at 9 p.m., then I guess we better hustle and still get it done at 11 p.m., you know, so we are in control of, you know, what, how we accomplish our goal. Well, well yeah, and I think that also makes it very hard to separate because it, for me anyways, I, I feel like I, I need to always be accomplishing something. Like I just don't not do something, I guess. It kills me to not be doing something. Like I can't sit down and watch a movie. I just can't because I have to be, I don't feel like it's accomplishing anything and I try to not do that, but I can't. So if there's like, 10 minutes where I have nothing to do, I'll come, it goes right to work. I just, well, I might as well get more work done. There's nothing else to do. So it's really, I find working at home is, I mean, it's a bonus, but it's also very, I don't know. A promote, <laughs> yeah, a workaholic situation, I think. Well, and, and that's the difference though, between the goals that you wanna accomplish for your work and your other priorities or commitments, let's say in regards, in my case, I do want to spend time with my grandchildren. So if they have stuff going on that I want to be part of, you know, then that has to be part of my time management, you know, because I've learned over the years that you cannot be so obsessed with just your work. You have to find the right balance between all of the things you know, that doesn't mean you have to lose track of your goals. You just have to reorganize them, you know, your plans in a different way. Because you can't just be about work. It's not good, you know. And, and to get back to your point, Jody, to watch a movie, what's the purpose of that? It's to relax and disconnect. Sometimes I watch some really weird shows. <laughs> Because they're mindless and they're totally, because, you know, most of us, 
you know, get consumed. And this stuff is always in our head to the point where it becomes overwhelming. You lose sleep because you're consumed with it. So if you watch some silly, ridiculous show, you can disconnect. So, Jody, it won't hurt to watch a movie at times. Oh, I'm sure it wouldn't. I, I just, but I think that becomes a personality thing, too. You know, I mean, yeah, I just, I just don't relax, I guess. I, no, I don't, don't relax. Thing, but, you know, I just don't. Like, I, I have attention deficit. So, like, I think back to the cruise. Everybody would go after dinner to these three-hour-long shows. That's like torture for me. To sit yeah. in the chair and just do nothing for three hours, I'd be, like, bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we all have very similar personalities when it comes to that, that it's really hard to relax. It is hard. You well, know, that's why I turn the TV on, because that means sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. That. We're not doing anything? <laughs> yeah. That's your body's own way of time management. Yeah. That's my brain saying, oh, we're not working. We're not thinking. We must be sleeping. <laughs> Yay, we get to sleep. <laughs> Not much of that going on. Okay, so I think this is probably a good time to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about how we actually try, I guess would at this point be the best way to put it, to manage our time wisely. Hi, this is Andrew with Gamel. Today I'd like to show you the easy way to install and remove your extended throat plate. The first thing we're going to do is set our horizontal and vertical channel lock so the machine doesn't roll around. Then take the groove of the plate and slide it down the hopping foot. Put one hand underneath and with three fingers press down on the spring as you push the plate back and wiggle it. It will easily snap into place. Now for removal, the key is to lift the back of the plate up a little bit. Then take three fingers underneath the spring, pull the spring towards you, and the plate slides off easily. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about how we each prioritize our time, um, or attempt to anyway. Who wants to start? Nobody? <laughs> Why is this such a weird topic? <laughs> well, because it's, no. I think it's different for everyone. I think it has a lot to do with your personality style as to what, what you get your motivation from. Right? So I don't think that anybody watching can take anyone, anything that we say and go, it has to work for everybody because you've got to find what, what works for you. Moving, right? Like Ava had a good point about the list, and I do like, I'm not a huge list maker, but when I feel that overwhelming, like, okay, I'm working on like a dozen things at once right now, and your head's just kind of spinning, that's when I'll sit down and make a list and go, okay, take a deep breath, write everything down, and look at what do I have to do today, what do I have to do this week, what do I have to do this month, and then instantly that takes away some of the, oh, okay, well, here I am stressing about this one thing and I don't even have to even think about it until two weeks from now or something like that. So 
Well, the reason why I like to do lists is because there are so many different categories. You know, you have your workload, which is, you know, customer quilts and other commitments, you know, with online classes and things like that. And then there's your personal goals, because even though you have those obligations, you always, I feel, have to, I, I have to look ahead. What do I want to accomplish, you know, in, for myself? What are my personal goals uh, for the future? You know, because things like planning future classes that I want to be able to offer, I have to, you know, plan ahead for those. So it's short-term goals and long-term goals. So if I make lists for each one of those categories, you know, and then break those down in regards to priority, you know, where they need to fall. And then I try to do an outline for some of the bigger ones to, in order to get the uh, I do. I break Categories and outlines. General idea as to what time commitment is. Giving me anxiety. <laughs> They're all different. I'm not saying that. Oh, I know, but oh, it's just making my head spin. You know, some of us would get up in the morning and go, hmm, what am I going to do today? That just sounds. No. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's I good, said but earlier, you have to, when you work for yourself, especially working from home, you have to be a lot more motivated than someone that goes and, you know, clocks in somewhere because that's what it is. You're there. But, you know. Well, I don't know. I'm a post-it girl. Every client quilt gets put on a post-it, gets stuck in the calendar on the schedule. Um, uh, I have on my computer screen my, my project post-its, which is that. It's upcoming classes, online stuff, my gamma work. Each, each post-it has its own little list. But, yeah, I used to keep paper lists, but then I lose the paper. So I like the yeah, little notebook specific with different categories. Oh, I, I live by a notebook, but there's no category. It's just Jody's laughing at me. That is just that. She knows me. I do do that. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, because I'm a list maker, uh, kind of, but, but I make the list, even the grocery list, right? I have this big, giant grocery list. I never remember to take the list, ever. Then it becomes like a, a game because I get home and look at the list. Did I get everything that was on the list? It's like, no. You click your grocery never, list on your phone. I have an app on my phone, but sometimes okay. I'm like, oh, I need three things. So you'll see me going through the store going, all right, I got the milk. I got the bread. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Yeah, what was that thing? And usually that thing that you don't get is the one main thing. That's thing. why you need yeah. to go to the store. You get a whole bunch of other stuff and you come home with that yeah. and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we everything. I can make a list for jobs, quilts, anything I need to do. And I, you would think you'd get satisfaction from crossing them off. But, yeah, like Karen, I don't even know where that list went. It's like I could have sworn I made a list. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, you know, there's apps available that help you organize. You know, I've tried OneNote because you can literally set up like a notebook with all the different tabs, you know, just like in a binder. I've tried a gazillion different apps trying to see, you know, spend $50 on a planner, you know, for a few years in a row. I know some of us been there with me. We all threw out our 2020 planners, right? I'm using it for doodling. <laughs> you know, it essentially doesn't matter. You can just use, like Karen said, post-its or something super inexpensive because you can spend a fortune and download 50 apps. If you're not, you know, following anything that you put down, then it's pointless. You know, yeah. it doesn't help you to follow your goals any better than just using post-its. It's so. like exercise equipment. You buy the treadmill, but if you don't get on it. <laughs> well, and I think, too, like, Ava, you said about, you know, you got to have your whatever, like, short-term, mid-term, long-term, long whatever, like that. So I find that if I try to set, if I would make a list, if I make a list of, these are my long-term goals, right? So this is what I want to accomplish in the next whatever. Um, I find that to be very, for me, um, depressing, right? Because I have to do what I have to do. And if I see those listed things over there, and I am not getting anywhere near that thing, mm -hmm. then I just feel like I'm not achieving anything do you know what I mean it starts my anxiety to see everything yeah so I mean I think in in my head I, I know what my long-term goals are but I don't want to look at them keep looking at them on the paper because I'm not getting there at all because <laughs> you know in in reality like last year when we were all on the tour I can I got so much more accomplished because you were gone so much that you knew when you came home, like, okay, I'm going to be home two weeks. So I have to get this stuff done. And I did. Where now it's almost like open-ended. Who knows when we're going to be. Well, that's because our time was defined by a schedule. And so we knew yeah. that during those, you know, that's, we were gone. And the other times, you know, then you fit in whatever else you needed to fit in. So in other words, you know, if you structure your time in a certain way, you're more likely, you know, to be able to, you know, just pretend that your class no. stuff here and here, this is your schedule. And then, you know. But for me, no, because it wasn't like I was going to say, guess what? I'm not going on the tour this week. I just didn't get all my stuff done. You know what I mean? That's in, you're not not going. You have to go. You're going. Of course, so, but it, it, that's my point, though. I can't it's, pretend because well, I know I like, don't really have to With do me it. in Florida, we have the rainy season, right? So, I, I mean, I normally always start quilting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I go till you know, off and on until 10, 11 o'clock at night. But during the rainy season, it rains every day from 2 o'clock until 7 o'clock. I know this. I still can't get up in the morning and quilt because it's not, it's not normal for me, you know, to routine. quilt in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And if you feel like there's a time of day that is best suited to what your groove is, then I mean, yeah, that's what you should do. You shouldn't try to fit yourself into a, a cookie cutter of, okay, I have to be structured between the hours of eight and five. I mean, you have to do, and that's why it's so personal. Everybody has to choose what works for them. Yeah. Well, and I think too, most people that are quilting, they're creative people. And so I think that that a creative person is a very different, not the, all the same, but it's very different because you have to feel like you want to do it. You have to be motivated to do it. So that's a big thing. You know, if creative people are often very um, pulled away and distracted by the shiny thing. That's right? true for sure. Because so, that might be isolated. Mm hmm. Yeah. But that's that's but because we know we are that way, you know, I still find that that's why it's important to have things set up, you know, so eventually you get pulled back in. You know, and there's many times that when that happens, even though I have something on my calendar, you know, Karen said she just moves the post-it note, well, I just use an arrow on my calendar to the next day or to the next week. Um, but, you know, without that basic, you know, structure, I, you know, it would be even harder because we do get sidetracked, you know, to stay focused. But, you know, I think most of us are deadline driven and the night before, you know, you have to enter your quilt somewhere. What time was it? Midnight or was it 9 p.m.? So at 11.59 hit enter, you know, I mean. 11.59 and 59 seconds hit enter. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The, you know. the internet goes out. <laughs> well. Or your computer decides to do an update. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the, essentially it is everybody has to figure out what works best for them. You know, there is no guideline, a, a mold that can be applied. But to so we all, you know, whether you quilt for customers or you, you're a teacher or you're like we're traveling, you know, to do the tour, um, you know, you have customer quilts, whatever. How do you, how do you plan that? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, do you prioritize it and say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I quilt quilts, and this day I do this, and that day I do that, or? That's really hard because stuff comes up, right? Right. I usually block out like a week for a quilt, and I laugh at myself because Nine times out of ten, it's more than a week, <laughs> which then pushes the next week. You know, but I, I'll block out the whole week, even if it's a small quilt, which gives me room. So, yeah, that quilt took me, you know, all of Monday afternoon and half a Tuesday. That gives me Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for free time. So, yeah, do I start the next week's quilt? No. I use my free time for all my other stuff. You know. Well, and that's super important, you know, if that's how you do it. But, you know, again, I learned that the hard way where I just would do one customer quilt after another, no time for a break. You okay. know, just, I'm grateful to have that opportunity. But then I would schedule, my, my husband said, you've got to schedule a week for yourself to do your own stuff. And so I did. 
thought I'd give it a try. People start calling. Okay, I filled in that week, and I would do that for some time till you know, I got to the point where, no, this is not working. You have to, you know, because we want to be creative for our own, you know, you schedule that time and stick to it. Whatever that time frame is, you know, you have to stick to it or you get burned out, you know, quilting for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then the money is not worth it because, you know, I I think it probably could affect the quality of your work if you're getting burned out, you know, so nothing is gained. Yeah. I know for me, those plans are the best laid plans and everything just kind of upsets the apple cart and changes everything. Um, but for me, my, my distraction is the social media because, um, I mean, if you're very active on social media, those little notifications are, are money, right? Those are somebody asking for information about your services or can I bring you a quilt? And um, so one of the small things that I do that try to do that is helpful not just making the plan to set that time aside but when I'm doing that say I've blocked off two hours from from nine o'clock till eleven o'clock I'm going to work on this project and so um, I'm going to set a timer on my phone and my phone's going to go in the other room so I can't even and the the sound is off so the only thing I hear is the timer when it beeps no notifications no texts no calls Um, my computer my laptop is closed so I can't walk past it going to switch colors of thread and go, oh, look, there's 14 new notifications. I have to check those, right? Um, because all of a sudden you sit down and start checking that and you're just, you're down the rabbit hole and you've just eaten up how much the rest of your time. So not just blocking off the time, but making sure you don't have those other distractions. And if you have a door on your sewing area or your quilting room, close it and tell people don't come back till 11 o'clock or whatever it is that you've set. You kind of have to be strict about it, right? But the distractions, if you can get rid of those kinds of things and just focus, it's, uh, it helps. It helps me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is focusing. (laughs) Yeah. The internet is definitely, you know, it really can suck you in, you know, and then, and for a little bit, I, I was saying, you know, like I would check it in the morning, Thing. And then I'd say, no, I'm not looking at it all day. I'm just not because I'm not getting anything done. You know, you the same. You sit down and five seconds, you think, oh, I'll just check real quick. And an hour later, mm-hmm. and then I would check it at night. But what I found was that all the emails and all of that stuff that builds up all day, then it took way too long. It was mm-hmm. the same amount of time, but now I'm sitting there doing that all at once. And now it felt like work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a really tricky thing. I mean, yeah, you can carve out, you know, maybe a half an hour at the first of the day to check your notifications and your emails, deal with communication stuff, and then maybe once over the, around the lunchtime break, and then once at the end of the day, that seems to, seems to help me to divide it into, into smaller chunks. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I mean, do you, and how do you schedule your quilts? You know, do you, um, you know, do they come in and you do them as you get them? They're all in order of arriving. Um, and we have like a, so we have two long arms and two different schedules because Jason does all of the edge to edge and then I do all of the custom and some edge to edge depending on how much work there is. 
So he'll have like a whiteboard calendar that he can see a couple of months in advance and one quilt a day, whether or not he does one quilt a day or not, that leaves room for, oh no, we have a, and it happens to everyone. Oh, we had a tension problem. Now I have to pick something out or something comes up life and it doesn't happen. So we just put one quilt a day for edge to edge. And then if he gets caught up and he gets to have Friday off, then great. Um, but there, that's a good question though, because there's a lot of people that talk about if they're just quilting to just the one person, how do you manage the customer um, edge to edge and the customer custom work? And when I was just one machine, I used to, you know, maybe a week and a half to two weeks and I'd pound through a whole bunch of edge to edge and just smash them through and then work on, on a custom job for a week to two weeks and then push them off instead of trying to do one and then another one. Because you can't put your custom ones in the same queue that you put your edge to edge ones in, right? Because that'll really screw up your time. Then, then all of a sudden somebody comes in for an edge to edge and you're telling them four months. Yeah. So, yeah. Try to, and then you can have, if you have it on a, on a calendar, whether it's a whiteboard or your written calendar or post-its, then you can have a glance and go, okay, well, realistically, I can't do this until that day. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to see kind of a snapshot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think one of the biggest problems I always had was that I would look at the list and be like, I don't want to do the one that's next. Mm -hmm. I want to do that one about four down because it's easier or it's faster mm -hmm. or it's and I would always, you know, then I'd find myself with nothing left but the ones that were going to take forever. And then that back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I try to tell myself, do all the hard ones first. But yeah, never, never happens. Yeah, and I tried to stick, especially with the custom, you know, I like Karen block out a whole week, or depending on what it is. And for the custom, I do go in sequence, and I do try to stick with the edge to edge, which I get fewer of than the custom, you know, to still keep them in the same order. But if you, if I have two machines, you know, obviously I'm gonna even pull the edge to edge out of order, you know, because I have the ability to do them on the other machine, you know. So, but if you have two machines, then you also don't, I don't feel as rushed knowing, you know, that it's okay. I don't have to feel pressured knowing that this custom quilt's going to take 10 days and other things are piling up, you know, because I can even load another custom on the other machine if I want to rather work on that, you know, because it's more fun than I can switch back and forth. I've done that also. So, yeah. and I feel like if I had two loaded, so I have a thing with that, like I would feel like too stressed. You know what I mean? Now, oh my gosh, now I'm looking at two things I'm going to get done. <laughs> you know, even like my zippered leaders, I don't use that. I just can't. No. Because if I take it off, like my own, it would make sense to to do my own that way because I could take it off and then put something else on but I know if I take it off I'll just keep putting something else and something else you know what I mean and not putting mine back on oh I can go from the one machine to the other machine mm -hmm. like if I'm using if I'm using my plus for something of mine 
and I get in an edge to edge, I'll just unzip it, throw it to the side, throw the edge to edge up, throw it on the other machine and finish it over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we yeah. use our eaters a lot too. Yeah, I just can't bring myself to do it because I know what mine would never get back on there. <laughs> I'm curious how you guys deal with um, situations. Like I know how I deal with it, but I want to know what you guys think. Um, when people ask you to do something as a rush job, you know, how do you, how do you deal with it? I charge time and a half just like you get paid mm -hmm. at a job. You know, you charge time and a half because I don't bump other people's work in order to do it. I actually cut into my own time. So I, I charge time and a half for that, especially if it's, and you know what? Usually it's like the first time that customer's been to you and you never see them again. Yeah. You know, if, it's, if it's a regular, regular, then I may not charge quite as much, but um, what do you guys do for that? Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, I've had it happen a few times, but it truly was, you know, regular customers and, I did not charge them, but if they did it again, I felt like mm, maybe they're just wanting to get ahead of everybody else, and it's really not a rush job. So because they were informed the last time, now they're getting charged, the extra charge. So I guess that's not very consistent, but I guess you have to know the people, you know, and base it on that. Because I don't want to feel that, uh, that they can take advantage of me and my time. Mm -hmm. either, so. You can't. And, and I had that one situation where there was this one lady, and she, I've never seen her again. It was years ago. And she actually dropped off during supper time. And she, she said to me that that time and a half, we figured out how much it was going to cost. And she's like, wow, that's a lot. And I pointed over to my, my husband and kids sitting at the dinner table without me. And I said, that, that's what I'm taking away from right now. To, to do this quilt for you that you're wanting done last minute because you didn't plan. Right, that's exactly right. They didn't so, plan. Yeah, you've got to value your your time. That, and that could be getting into a whole other topic, but I was just curious about how you manage. Uh, yeah, time and a half. I, and I don't. I never have, ever. Now, because usually I try to, like, I don't want to take it. So usually I would be like, well, what do you want done? If you want all over, sure, I can do it because that's yeah, that's easier to work in than a custom one for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did have one lady who I met her to deliver a quilt, and she's like brought this quilt with her, and she pulls it out. Can I do it? And I'm like, well, what do you want on it? Well, I need. I said, when do you need it? And she needed it for the next two days, two days from that day. And I'm like. Well, can I meander it? Pretty big? <laughs> I said, all right. No. <laughs> and I met her back there exactly 24 hours later. She gave me but, a tip, you know, that was easy. You know, I went home and I was done in no time at all. So, yeah, it's... The worst, though, is when they want a rush job and you call them. And they don't come. Got it done. And they're like, oh, I have stuff. I won't be able to come until next week. It's like, mm -hmm. what? You told me you did it. So you, yeah. you broke your back to get that done for them, and they yeah. didn't even, yeah. That, that's where that fee comes in. That's where they get a star next to their name. Well, and it's the same thing, too. You know, uh, they bring me quilt, and I ask them what, you know, what, 
when do you need to have it back? And they tell me, no rush at all. You know, it's not for anything specific. Your so phone then on Monday. I, <laughs> you know, I add it into where it need where it's gonna fit in regards to my schedule. And if it's a custom, you know, it could be three months down the road, whatever it is, you know. Next the following week, start calling, emailing, texting. How's my quilt coming? Um it's still Sitting in the in the back. You're good. I take you a know, picture. Right where you left off. You know, so I finally respond. You know, I let you know it would be about three months. You said it wasn't for anything specific. Well, well, you know, and that can really screw up your time management. But you have to be firm. You know, you had the conversation. You were very clear mm -hmm. in your communication. So you can't let them railroad you, you know, when you had an agreement, you know. And that's really something you learn over time that, you know, you can be firm because you discussed it, you know. It's not like it was a secret. I think you have to learn the difference between they're bugging you because they want it now sooner or they're just excited because right. they know you do good work and they're excited to see what you're doing with their quilt and they're just, hey, how's it going? You know, we have to learn the difference between those two things and not let their excitement for the finished product make us feel rushed mm -hmm. and change yeah. things. You know, I have, um, one, a few years back, I, you know, I have, a couple of customers who are always just, you know, they've been customers for years. And if they needed something to hurry, I would do it. I'd do anything. They, you know, whatever they needed. If they needed it in a rush, I would do it. Um, and then I decided to make this quilt. And I needed a label. And I wanted it to be embroidered. And I don't have that. Well, I do on my sewing machine. But I would have to learn how to do it and everything else. <laughs> so these, two of these particular women who I, on multiple occasions, squeezed them in, did their stuff on the drop of a hat, you know, and I called them and they said, I said, could you, go, I'll pay you, could you make me this label? Oh, I'm kind of busy, you know, I have card club and bowling and, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like just this five minute thing and the lady's like, well, I could get to it maybe in a month. And I thought, okay, you're checked off the list because no, no more squeezing in. Because, yeah, and it was like eye-opening. You know, I almost felt like, gosh, was I a sucker or what? I just took, you know, anything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Learn from experience, well, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we kind of covered our hmm, not-so-managed Manage, right? Because we get all of our stuff done, don't we? Yeah. That's that's why there's got to be a deadline, or else it's never getting done. Yeah. I mean, you know. So hopefully you may have kind <laughs> of organization. Or you've learned as to what not to do. Yes. Or um, maybe you're much more organized, and you could give us some tips. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell anyone. People tune in wanting to hear all these answers. 
Surprise! <laughs> We're human. <laughs> I so I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just joking. I said I keep post-its in business. <laughs> Karen's post-it organizational organization program. <clears throat> okay, so I think I mean that's you know whether we sound that organized or not. I think we are kind of organized because we do get done what we, we get it done. Yeah. And I think if you're not very organized, you know it, right? Sure. You, we all work in our own weird little way to get done what we need to get done. And, you know, I bought, I bought books on orga organizing your time. And, yeah, I've never even looked at them. Organize your time. Put some time aside in your calendar to read those books. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if nothing else, maybe you find you will find our um, strategy for managing our time entertaining. I guess. There you go. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs> if you have any topics that you would like for us to discuss, please head over to one of the Facebook groups and hashtag the latest thread. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.